Welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. This is Sid Valley Radio. This week on the Old Time Radio Hour, we'll be listening to a half-hour adventure show, followed by a 30-minute variety program. So, just sit back and relax as we revisit the truly golden age of radio. Tonight's story by Dorothy Bennett is entitled Midday at Westminster. the compartment to ourselves, Holland and I, save for one other occupant. It was the middle of autumn, and as cold as only a wet English autumn can be. The man sitting opposite us was blue about the lips, and he had a disconcertingly fixed stare. His eyes never seemed to waver from my face. Holland noticed nothing. He was reading. I didn't like the look of the stranger. No. I didn't like the look of him at all. We'd been about half an hour on our journey from London when he suddenly lurched forward and clawed at the air. Oh, look out. What's wrong? Holly, Mm. give me a hand. What the... Some sort of attack, I think. Yes. Let's get him on the seat. Easy does it now. I've got you. Easy. Stop. Stop? Stop what? Going off. Mistake. Midday. What's a mistake? What's going off? Don't start questioning him now. He's shut up, Holly. Nothing. Achieved. against Holly and me. We laid him down as tightly as we could. He was no mean weight. He was dead. What a way to go. Poor blighter. I I suppose we If you're thinking along artificial respiration lines, forget it. We'd better stop the train, hadn't we? Or find the conductor. I mean... Oh, Lummy, we'll have to pull the damn cord to get him. No corridor. You know, I've always wanted... Holly, did you hear what he said? Yes, I heard, but... If there's a bomb set to go off somewhere... Alan, he was wondering. Was he? He must have been. Why must? Might that not have been a 
a dying confession, an attempt to redeem himself before he dies? People died? say some pretty queer things when they're dying. They also tell the truth. Violence, he said. Violence achieves nothing. He didn't mention the bomb. Well, what else could he be talking about? Set to go off at midday. In the house. What house, Holly? Where? Well, look, if you think there's anything in it, the sooner we stop the train and tell the conductor so that he can inform the police, the better... questioned, detained... All right, but neither the fellow's death nor the knowledge he's implanted in your brain, if not in mine, will be our responsibility. Oh, grow up, Holly. It is our responsibility. It's ten o'clock now. You can't search every house in England between now and midday. The house. Of course, the House of Commons... Parliament opens today. Oh, yes, uh, after the summer recess, but... It couldn't be that. Couldn't it? Blast you, yes! Well, then? We've got to inform the police. Reach up to that court and stop the train. You gentlemen what stopped us? There's a penalty for that, you know. You just can't go and You'd do that. You'd better get into this compartment. There's a dead man in there. Dead? Did you? Died in front of us. Nothing we could do. Heart attack, I think. Here, give me your hand up, will you? Right. Well, I've never seen a heart attack like that before. You ever seen a dead man before, God? You've got to try and get the police over here, because this man... You didn't have no cause to stop the train. Could have laid the information at the next station. Pulling that cord is a very serious step. You should have got to have the police now. Here? In the middle of a field? Oh, you're asking for a miracle? There's a village over there. I can see the church spire sticking up through the trees. Little Beaumont, that'll be. Used to be an alt hereabouts. Well, we're not allowed to stop here now. Well, you are stopped here. Listen, we'll be taking the body on to the next station. And I'm getting out. You're not, you know, sir. Neither of you. Yes, we are. I say you're not. You was both in this compartment. Now, how do I know that you... How do you know what? How do I know that you you ain't uh, sort of done him in like? Oh, for crying out aloud, you fool. Would I have pulled that cord if we had? Listen, God. Will you listen? Do you know what that man told me before he died? I'm not concerned with that, mate. I'm only concerned with the fact that he's dead and on my train. Now, everybody, everybody back in these cabbages. There's nothing to be seen here. I must ask you to not to get down, madam. We've been moving along in a few minutes. We're up against a fool, Holly. Now, that's yeah. it. Get up there, will Nothing you? we could do about it, isn't there? Mind this what do you got in mind? The other door. It's a small drop, then cut across the fields to the village. No, 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 we'll never make it. We will. He's forgotten that door. Listen to him. Will you get back into that cabin? You there, perishing schoolboy. This isn't a circus, you know. Now, right. Hey, you there. Hey, you gentlemen. Where you think you're going? Holland and I jumped for it and rolled down an embankment into a muddy ditch. We picked ourselves up and made for a concealing belt of trees lying across the first field. The guard was left in a dilemma. He could give chase through the fields and delay the train still further, or he could ignore our escape for the time being and report it at the next station. He chose the latter course. Holland and I saw the train move off from the shelter of the trees. As it vanished, we began to run towards the church spire, which gleamed through a thin drizzle of rain. The next station, they'll have the police put out an alert for us. My word, it'll begin to look as though we did do the old man in. That's a chance we have to take. Come on, Holly. The rain had churned the fields into slush. Every now and again, a foot slopped ankle depth. Not the best of going. We plodded on as fast as we could. We reached the village. Five houses, a shop, a pub... A church? And a police station. Of course. They'll have a telephone. And so will the post office. If there is a post office. Come on, Holly. Looking for someone, are you? Are you on duty here? Minding the shop, as you might say. Aye, I'm in charge. Have you a telephone? Uh, of course we've got a telephone. <laughs> Think we could function without uh, one. Good. I want you to get straight on to Scotland Yard and tell them... That Me? We... Straight on to Scotland Yard? 
You must be joking. Why joking? I can't do a thing like that. Sergeant would wring me neck quicker than he rings the necks of them chickens of his. It ain't in order. Order be blowed. Scotland Yard. They'd have me helmet for a pudding basin. And me head inside it. Get me the sergeant. I can't do that. Why not? He'd be going to Beecham under Penyard for the day. Would you be interested in hearing that there's going to be an attempt to blow up the House of Commons at midday? Hey, what's your name then, eh? Guy Fawkes? Uh, this happens to be true, Constable. At least as far as we know. You don't have to say another word, sir. It's very interesting. But we get a lot of him, you know. A lot of what? Sensation seekers, as you might say. That's rich. Are you suggesting we're sensation well, seekers? Could be, couldn't you? For all I know. Oh, for Pete's sake. You know, these these bomb plots all day and every but day. But they do well, happen. Some do and some don't, as you might say. Why, even old Mrs. Jenks from Little Hutton, she came in one oh, day and she Mrs. said... Jenks from Little Hutton. There is without doubt a plan to destroy or... Oh, for Pete's sake, man, will you get on to London? Oh, no, I tell you what, sir. Why don't you go over to the pub and get on to London yourself? Well, why the heck can't you do it? Because I'm not one for making a fool of myself. But it seems you two don't mind. Oh, excuse me, sir. That'll no doubt be the sergeant. But... Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Little Beaumont. You what? Oh, go on now. Skipped the train, did they? Aye. Aye. Can't blame him in light of what you say. Uh, you can rely on me. Very serious, sir. I'll attend to it. I think we might be getting somewhere. I'm not so sure. Well, now, you're beginning to interest me, gentlemen. Oh, thank heaven for that. A call from the station down the line, that was, from the guard of the train you just stopped off. Described you well, I thought. Did he tell you what In the compartment with a dead man, weren't you? Only he wasn't dead when he boarded the train. That's interesting, too. I'm afraid I left to detain Come on, you. Holly. Right. You can't do that. I'm doing it. Look out! We took to our heels again. We got about 20 yards down the deserted village street when we saw the car outside the pub. A fast sports car. Keys in the ignition. I got behind the wheel as Holly vaulted beside me. That was too easy. It's the only thing that has been so far. Uh, where now? London. I don't know how far we're going to get. They've been alert for us. We'll have to take the chance. Couldn't have taken a, a more conspicuous car. Oh, must be the local squires or something. Look, what's the procedure when we reach London? Uh, if we reach it. We've got to find a copper with a bit of horse sense, Holly. Oh, judging by what we've just met. We've got to give it a go. Uh, I'm with you all the way. Only... Only what? We're only 40 minutes off midday. In my mind's eye, I could see the procession moving towards Westminster, towards the House of Commons. The Queen, who traditionally opens Parliament. The Prince, the Prime Minister, the distinguished gentlemen who were part and parcel of the procedure. And at midday, when they were inside, I didn't want to picture the rest. I concentrated on driving. Holly's voice was insistent in my ear. Alan. You're never going to make anywhere in 40 minutes. I can get within spitting distance of Whitehall from here in 25. And then? Find somebody to listen to our story. And how long do you think it'll take to find someone who doesn't shout us down as cranks? There has to be somebody. Listen, stop at the next public call box. What good will that do? Get on the phone to the police and... If that was a sample of the police, forget it. Oh, right. We'll get on to the editor of the Times. How's that? They can do the rest. Oh. Well, will they? But they'll have to. No newspaper will take a chance on a thing like this. I mean, not listening, I mean. It's too big. All right. The next call box it is. Call box ahead, on the left. 500 yards. Not much warning. I can't just stop. No, no, no. You just pull off into the lay-by. If you miss it, you'll have to go another 20 miles. Oh, damn these hot... Look out, it's coming. Fear to the Look left. Out. To the left. Okay. Great cats, I thought you'd ditched us both then. I haven't, have I? 
Got any coins for the coal box? Not yet. Oh, my golly. Only notes. Oh, what a big hit. All right, Alan, all right. What about you? I... Nothing. A pound note and one new penny. One penny. One new belly penny. Now what? Maybe there's something in the car in the glove compartment. People sometimes do... Yes. Yes, we're in luck. Enough? Enough. Okay, Holly. Get on to the times. You know a bloke there, don't you? If he's still there, yes. Get to the top, however you do it. And if there's enough change left, try Scotland Yard. Will do. I watched him go into the coal box. I watched him dial. I could see it all through the glass doors. I watched him put his money in. And I watched him hammering at the box that houses the money, fiddling with the receiver, depressing the armrest. With a sick heart, I knew exactly what he was going to say when a minute or two later he came out of that booth. It's useless. What's useless? That wretched phone. It's not working. It has to be working. Do you realize how long we've wasted it here? It isn't working. Got your money back? Yes. Uh, there must be another box ahead. Oh, Ten, fifteen miles, probably more. All right, let's go. I've just remembered. A what? My watch. Ten minutes fast. So what? Gives us longer. Look, don't you see? Ten minutes. Ten stinking little minutes. It's better than nothing. If this next call box is operating. Well, let's hope to heaven it is. It was. This time, Holland was inside much longer. When he came out, he climbed into the car and sagged with relief. He lit a cigarette. His hands were trembling. I made two calls. Yes? One to the Times, second to the Yard. Did they listen? They were wary. How wary? Are they going to act? They said they'd look into it. Look into it? Don't they realize just what's going to happen midday in the House of Commons? But... Is it going to happen, Alan? Not you two. Look, all we've got to go on are the dying phrases of an old man and a lot of conclusions that we ourselves have leapt to. And you think they may be the wrong conclusions? Couldn't they? No! What else were we to assume? You may have meant something quite different. But Alan. we can't take that chance. No, you're right. We can't take that chance. Anyway, we've done our bit now. Have we, Holly? Well, haven't we? What more can we do? We can get ourselves to Westminster, to the House of Commons. What the heck do you think we can do there? We can see whether or not they're taking action, can't we? Yeah. Let's hope we don't arrive just as the balloon goes up. We're going to the house. Have you forgotten we're driving a stolen car? Uh, no. What about it? There'll be an alert out for it by now. We could get picked up at any time, and then there's going to be one heck of a lot of explaining to do. I know. And we know the way they all think by now. By the time they've got our names and addresses, etc., the whole of London could be blown to glory. All right. We ditch it a few minutes from now. And then what? Get a taxi. If we can. We've got to. And that'll get us to the house quicker than anything. I'm not sure we'll even get within sniffing distance. What with a procession all those sightseers. Listen, the procession will be over now. And they'll be entering, won't they? Won't they, Holly? Just about. Taking their seats? Yes. How long have we got now? Not quite half an hour. Suddenly, we were in the maze of streets that is the heart of London. Suddenly, I thought that we might, we just might avert disaster. Well, we had to, didn't we? We left the car in a cul-de-sac, ran back to the main stream of traffic. Two taxis went by. The third stopped. We held ourselves in, and we could hear Big Ben chime the quarter. The police must have moved by now. Can't you go any faster, driver? Oh, I'm doing my best. But you missed all the fun, mate. Procession's over long ago. Crowds dispersing. Oh, that's something. If the crowds are... What about those inside, Holly? What about those inside? Well, if they haven't already started clearing the place, they haven't time to do it now. If we only knew where the damn thing was. But we don't. Wait. He tried to tell us. He said something about a... a girl. A girl. And he was dying and there are a million girls. Or was it girls? Well, what else? There you are, mate. What did I tell you? All over. Missed it, you have. Best thing you can do now is wait until they come out again. Hey, you. Well, where the blazes you going? Drive like blazes out of here. There's a bomb going off. You're gonna go through there, sir. 
place is cordoned off. Why is it cordoned off? A lot of important people, sir. Haven't you had instructions to clear this area? No, sir. Why? Because there's a bomb set to go off at midday in the House of Commons. If that's a joke, I don't take to it very kindly. Look at the time, Alan. Look at the time. I am looking. There's a loudspeaker van over there. Get them to start transmitting orders to clear. I'm going inside. I'll try. By what authority? You, Scotland Yard. Good to see you, passes. Oh, hang it, man. This is no time for red tape. You don't look like... <gasps> Never mind that. Inside that they're after destroying. Inside. Alan, it's only a matter of minutes now. I know that. What else has it been all along? Can you know here those transmitters, sir? All civilians yes, are. Yes, yes, yes. Who's in charge here? Superintendent Shaw. I've got to see him. Now look, if it's any help, we're the ones who got the message through to you. Having trouble, Lumsey? This gentleman says he and his friend laid the information, sir. What can you tell us? Uh, I think the bomb's inside the building. Where? I wish I knew. But for Pete's sake, clear the house. That's just what we are doing, but it takes time. You haven't got time. Those that can't get out are being instructed to take whatever cover they can. What about your lot? We'll take whatever cover we can. You took your time getting here. Yes, but never mind that. And let's hope it's only a scare. Now you'd better get... The Queen's coming out. And... Yes. And the PM. Yes, sir. Look. A stream of people now, they... Oh, they hardly seem to be hurrying. Well, it's no good starting a panic, you see. You're looking at training, sir. Your cars. We'll get them away in time. But there are still a lot of others to get out. Yes. Can you throw any light at all as to where that bomb is? Oh, it could be anywhere. Anywhere at all. And yet... Go on. He, he tried to tell us something. Nothing achieved... Violence. It's set. Uh, Where? Uh, there. Uh, house. What house? House. Gal. Gal. Well, sir? No. Yes. Yes, of course. Down, everybody. Get down. Get down, sir. Fat as you can. Better chance that way. But nothing's happening. It's going to. Big Ben. Listen. Midday. Any moment now. Last stroke. Yes. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Yet. Holly. Hmm. I know where the thing is. Hmm? I know now what he was trying to say. Where? The gallery. That's what he was trying to say. The gallery. And it'll be the ladies' gallery with the wife of the PM. And... They must have cleared it by now. She came out with the others. Yes. And anyway, the thing's not going off. Oh, I wish I could be sure of that. Oh, by crikey, we're going to have a few questions to answer. Well, looks as though we might have wasted our time, sir. Thank heaven. I'm not sure that we have. If there is a bomb, Superintendent, it's in the ladies' gallery, and it can still go off. was in every aspect but one like a fire extinguisher. A fire extinguisher is meant to save. This was meant to destroy. That it failed was due to the fact 
that whoever had set the mechanism had set it an hour too late. I haven't seen Holland since that day we accidentally shared a compartment. But I wonder if he's like me when I travel nowadays. When I travel nowadays, I make for the most crowded compartment I can find. I don't want that sort of responsibility again. Adventure is produced by Anne Freed and directed by Henry Duffenthal. You're listening to the Old Time Radio Hour on Sid Valley Radio. Crazy little mama coming, knocking, knocking at my front door, door, door. Crazy little mama coming. your little mama right from wrong and if you tell her that you love her like you did before she come knock knock knocking at my door crazy little mama knock knock knocking just like she did before crazy little mama knock knock knocking just like she did before hey it's bob crosby The Bob Crosby Show, with the Bobcats, the Pied Pipers, Bob's special guest, and Les Tremaine. And here with the Bobcats and the Pied Pipers is Bob Crosby. I broke your heart, dear. I wasn't true. And now I've lost you What can I do? Fate played a hand, dear Though we did try Too late to worry Too blue to cry We made our vows, dear To never part We laughed, we loved Then we crossed our hearts I wasn't faithful Oh, here am I, too late to worry, too blue to cry. Our love has ended, you say we're through, you found a new love, that's good to you. I hope you're happy, for I'll get by, too late to worry, too blue to cry. I wasn't faithful, so 
so here am I, too late to worry, too blue to cry. Hiya there, gang. This is Brer Robert Crosby, dropping in on all you guys and gals in the armed forces of the United Nations, in whatever theater you're booked, with another bit of a musical bake. So grab a listen, will you? to some tunes and chit-chat from the Bobcats, the Pied Pipers, Lester Tremaine, and our gal of the week. Miss Shirley Mitchell, one of radio's top character actresses. Shirley was with us a couple of weeks ago, you know, and she made such a solid hit that, well, we're having her back. Instead of playing one of her many character <laughs> roles tonight, she's just going to be a character. Strut out to you, Shirley, and slam a salam at the guys and the gals, huh? Wait another second to ask you all about your new baby. How did the little darling sleep last night? Are you kidding? Most of the night he cried. Oh, well, why didn't you sing to him? What do you think made him cry? <laughs> can you imitate a baby voice, Shirley? Oh, I don't know if I can or not, but I'll try. Hmm, loud baby. <laughs> I've heard you do so many different voices, Shirley. You always seem to me to be six girls rolled into one. What a roll! <laughs> Gee, six girls at once Wouldn't my mother have been famous If all six of me had been born separately? Famous and busy <laughs> Six tuplets What a boost for Brooklyn <laughs> I beg to differ, Mr. Tremaine Which I am not a native of Brooklyn But of Toledo, Ohio <laughs> Oh, pardon me <laughs> As soon as asked Which I am sure you are entitled Even though I'm an ardent fan of Brooklyn The point is that I must observe That upon this occasion I am not in a Brooklyn mood Which mood are you in? Tonight, ma chérie I am feel so very French I am think of the left bank Of the Gowanus Canal I am, how you say in English In the Grove <laughs> I am reminded of a little nightclub, intimate and simple, like a phone booth, <laughs> with a dance floor and a three-piece band, no formality, no air. <laughs> I see there seated at the piano the glamorous continental singer Fouffette. It is the hour of the midnight show, which she always likes. It is the hour of supper, that she loves. The lights grow dim. She's a dream of beauty, except for one tiny bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> the performance she begins, the magic spell begins, the deathly hush begins. Everything begins, but the begin. <laughs> this does not stop her. She starts. Bonsoir, mesdames et messieurs. Parlez-vous, François? <laughs> that means speaky, basic French. <laughs> Hello. Now, Fouffetchi play for you. Fouffetchi sing for you. And if you are very, very, very good as an uncle, Fouffetchi foo for you. Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> oh, merci beaucoup, merci bien, merci d'autres. <laughs> Darling, je vous aime beaucoup. Je ne sais pas Kalamazoo. <laughs> So here I am again with this tired French routine. If the suckers only knew what I was thinking. Oh, there's that noisy Debbie tramp again at a front table. How about that dress? Looks like the one she came out in last season. She moves around very much. She'll be coming out of this one. How about those dopes paying a 10-buck cover charge? Doesn't even cover the spots on the tablecloth. All because I'm a Chan Tootsie. <laughs> Chan Tootsie. That's the French word for a squirt with no voice. <laughs> oh, and it's so tight. All right, I asked for something that'd make me look breathless, but I still would like to breathe. <laughs> oh, those noisy waiters. Well, here's where I kill the customers with that lullaby. 
Alouette enjante, alouette, la, 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 la. Max, stop already with those knives and forks. Alouette enjante, plumeray. Hey, get a load of that blonde name with the Wall Street billionaire. You know, some girls get all the men loaded with dough. The ones I get are just loaded. <laughs> How about that loudmouth female? I'll drown that one out yet. Speak low, darling, speak low, and you speak low, though, as above, speak low, speak low. Yeah, that did it. <laughs> well, this new spotlight really makes me look fragile and feminine. Boy, am I hungry. Oh, those waiters should give up waiting for welding. Oh, this next tidbit'll murder them muslins. A parler marder moor. La 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 la. One thing about singing in French, if you don't know the words, you can always say la 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 la. Whatever that means. I adore. What are you? Rodney, my man, mon homie. <laughs> he thinks I'm really French. He thinks he speaks French. So what can he say in French? Fried potatoes. <laughs> and that potato he was in here with last night was certainly fried. <laughs> ah, but I will never forget chestnuts in bloom on the Bois de Bologna. Midnight on the Louvre, darkness on the Delta. Yeah. I will never forget <laughs> April in Paris, May in Montmartre, June in January. They're previewing some shots from the singing sheriff Tuesday evening lesson. Well, I wondered if you could uh, go to see me. I don't think so. You can't go? I can't see you. Oh, now, cut it out, Les. I really worked hard on this picture. In fact, I'm still working before the camera. Is the camera still working? Never mind that. I've got one song in the picture even you'd like. It's one of the nicest tunes ever written for a horse opera. I do it as a duet. You and the horse? Okay. <laughs> Bobcats rang the bell, huh, Les? As William Shakespeare said in his immortal Othello, silence that dreadful bell. Oh, you never will dig modern music. You don't understand that it, well, it has its own kind of romance. But I concede you'd like it if it's romantic. Is Bob really so romantic? Uh, is he? 
<laughs> he's been in and out of love so many times he's got bunions on his heart. <laughs> Man, you'll have Shirley thinking that I'm a bad actor. What I'm thinking is that Shirley is a good actor and that it's time to enact the old slide song of the week. Right. Slides, please, Professor LeVere. And let's see what kind of vegetables we can collect. <laughs> Nellie Green met Harry Lee At a masquerade the other night He liked she and she liked he Just a case of love at single sight Mr. Tremaine, do you believe in love at single sight? Indeed I do. That happened to me once. Oh, how romantic. Tell me all about it. There's nothing to tell. She was a sight, so I'm still single. <laughs> he took Nellie home that eve Also took the number of her phone No need to give me your phone number I've had it for some time Oh? Did you get it from the listing in the directory? From listening in the pool room oh! <laughs> Just before he took his leave Nellie whispered in the cutest tone Call me up some rainy afternoon I guess you didn't expect to see me this afternoon in all this downpour. Yes. Every time it rains, I know that when I look out on the front porch, I'll see... Me? A little drip. <laughs> I'll arrange for a quiet little spoon. Think of all the joy and bliss. We can hug and we can talk about the weather. Don't you think rainy weather is utterly romantic? At times, perhaps, but it can also be tragic. How is that? It was a series of unpredictable, constantly recurring rainstorms which destroyed the career of my father, who was a great journalist. How could rain destroy a newspaper career? Was he a rheumatic man? He was the weatherman. <laughs> we can have a quiet little talk. I will see that my mother takes a walk. Mother has always been a great walker since a child. Why, she used to win championships. Once she got a gold medal for walking 20 miles. Another time she walked 50 miles. And do you know what she got for that? What? Flat feet. Oh! <laughs> Mom's a word, little Nell. Be a daisy, don't you tell. Perhaps I shouldn't bring this up, but I've had hundreds of offers of marriage before I ever met you. Hmm. And yet you are still unwed. Am I then the first man you ever really loved? Yes, yes. Till I met you, I never even thought of marriage. Then how is it you have this 1910 marriage license made out Shirley Mitchell and to whom it may concern? <laughs> Angel eyes, are you wise? Goodbye. may be kind of oddy, but I'll still stick to music, and I do mean swing. For the kind of music you stick to, a man is very likely to swing. <laughs> Down south, they always say, it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. <laughs> do they have swing down south? <laughs> oh, yes. My favorite song used to be, Mammy's picking cotton down in Alabama. Pappy's in the cotton club picking out another mammy. <laughs> well, for real swinging, here are the Pied Pipers and Swinging on the Star. A mule is an animal with long, funny ears. He kicks up at anything he hears. His back is brawny and his brain is weak. He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak And by the way, if you hate to go to school You may grow up to be a mule Or would you like to swing on a star Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are Or would you rather be a pig? A pig is an animal with dirt on his face His shoes are a terrible disgrace He's fat and lazy and extremely rude He's got no manners when he eats his food But if you don't care a feather or a pig You may grow up to be a pig Or would you like to swing on a star Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are 
Well, a uh, fish can't do anything but uh, swim in a brook. He can't write his name, he can't even read a book. So to fool the people is his only thought. And though that cat's slippery, he still gets caught. Uh, but then if that sort of life is what you want, you may grow up to be a fish. And all the monkeys are in a zoo. Every day you meet quite a few. So you see, it's all up to you. You can be better than you are. You could be swinging. Just keep on swinging. Just keep on swinging on the You know, Bob, I wish you wouldn't use so much of that jive talk. Jive talk? Yes, I read the other day where a psychologist claims it's going to ruin the future of the American theater. Oh, now, don't let it bring you down, boy. You know that this play we're doing here tonight proves that jive talk can be used in very high class going on. Knock the people a plot, bud. Tonight's offering is Beat Me, Baron, I Love Notoriety. (laughs) The story of tycoon George Ignat's jive... Or, as he is known around the brewery, old G.I. Jive. (laughs) He is in the dining room talking to his teenage daughter, Java Jive. Her mother was the former Bessie Mae Mucho Bount. (laughs) Of the Jersey Bounce. The Jive family is awaiting the arrival of young Java Jive's intended, dashing heir to the Sox fortune, Robert Sox III. Java speaks. I hear you talking, daughter. I tell you, you simply don't dig me. All the hip chicks are sent by Bobby Socks. Can't you use some other name for them? That long hair square? Oh, but, Peter, he's really terrifically beamy. Then knock me another name for him. Well, his, his middle name... His middle name's Ichabod. I could call him Icky. Oh, no, no, not that. Ah, Yeah, he comes now. (laughs) Good evening, cats. (laughs) Just in time to latch onto a batch of spinach, I see. (laughs) What are we going to harbor, Java? Guava? So first, we're going to dig some solid potato salad. Holy boy. With some jive chive? Man alive. What kind of soup? Zoop soup. What kind of what kind of gravy? Groovy gravy. And if I wish for fish? We're digging sharp carp with some limp shrimp. <laughs> I trust that I shall not have to fight over the meat course again tonight. Why? Have you been getting beat to your chops, Pops? <laughs> Ixnay, Pater. Okay, Data. Where's Mater, the old gator? In the drawing room, cutting up a rug. Never did like that rug. (laughs) What shall we dig after dinner? You might try the Victory Garden. We got mighty mellow mess of boogie beats. (laughs) Sir, I don't know if you dig me, but I wish to ask for your daughter's hand. So, you want my daughter's hand. Sir, with us, it's all or nothing at all. Man, I'm living. Won't you dig me for your lawful wedded spouse, Mouse? The answer's no, Joe. You mean I got a scram, Lamb? <laughs> now you're really hip, Drip. Things are sure looking bad, Dad. Man, you just got the gate, Gabe. I'm Mr. G.I. Jive. And I'm Miss Dive. And I am the Icky who is tricky and terribly square. I can't survive a one, two, three. <laughs> if I don't win Miss Jive, <laughs> he is a drip. I got a no zip. I guess I ain't hip. Hip! Gonna dig until I bring her back alive. Miss Jive, 
all this doing this serious dramatic stuff really is an inspiration to me. Oh, me too, Bob. But then so many things are inspirations around here on Sunday. Oh, Les, I didn't think you cared. <laughs> the song. I was afraid of it. You're my apple, honey. You're as nice as mother's apple pie. You're the honey that's better than barrels of money. You're the apple honey of my eye. Sweet as apple cider or the honeysuckle in July. Ain't it funny, the stormiest weather is sunny with my apple honey standing by. From the day we team up, you will always be boss in the dream home we will dream of, honey. That's no apple sauce, cause you're my apple, honey. Will you say that I'm your honeydew? My sweet apple, I'll hurry off to a chapel, and I'll be your apple, honey, too. that beat-up baritone. It ain't croon singing and it ain't swoon singing. Well, what would you call it? Goon singing. <laughs> I'd have you know my teacher says I can sing well enough to try for one of the parts in Carmen. How wonderful, Les. What part in Carmen did she suggest? The bullfighter? Nah, the bull. <laughs> so, my green-eyed friend, maybe you'd like to sing. Again? All right, I will. I couldn't sleep a wink last night Because we had that silly fight Honey, I thought my heart would break the whole night through I knew that you'd be sorry and I'm sorry too didn't have my favorite dream, the one in which I hold you tight. I had to call you up this morning to see if everything was still all right. Yes, I had to call you. I couldn't, couldn't sleep a wink last night I couldn't, couldn't sleep a wink last night On account of that silly fight I had to call you up this morning See if everything was still all right. Yes, I had to call you up this morning. Cause after we parted, that's when it started. I couldn't sleep away. Last night. Now it's the Bobcats. Convoy in a high-priority rhythm cargo, straight under the APO sign at 709, 706, and 717. Let's weigh anchor, boys.
does it up, gang. Gracias for glomming on to our bit of air grabbing. Drop in again next week, will you? And spend a full 30 with the Bobcats, Les Tremaine, the Pied Pipers, another gal of the week, and this Crosby, Robert by name, who now nods you all good evening. Time Radio Hour will be back next Sunday at 4 o'clock. We hope you can join us here on Sid Valley Radio.
Thank you.